Our next guest has been described as an unsung hero who takes after her, her three children who have additional needs day in and day out. Tonight she'll be on your screens as she features in a documentary about Ireland's forgotten families. Rita Dempsey joins me now. Good morning to you, Rita. Good morning, Alan. How are you? I'm grand, Rita. First of all, remind us what TV channel it's on and what time it's on so we can all watch it, please. So it's Forgotten Families on at 9pm tonight on Virgin Media 3. Virgin Media 3. We look out for that. I'm, I'm going to uh, key it into the, 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 the TV uh, set-up set for the, the evening. Rita, um, tell us about your family, will you, please? So I've got um, five kids all together, um, three of whom have um, a chromosome disorder called T1421. Um, so they would have life-limiting conditions. Um so Shona is 21, Tom is 18, and Lily is 14. So I suppose from a, a life-limiting point of view, a more severe medical point of view, I suppose the two girls would be would be more um, severe from a cardiac point of view, whereas Tom also has a life-limiting condition, but he's currently waiting for a spinal surgery for the last three years. Right, so the actual additional needs they have, you've talked to us about the three children that are going through this, what else do they need then? What are those additional needs? You've talked to me about some of them. So, um, even though they all have the same chromosome disorder, it's they all have their own personalities and everything as well, obviously, so they all have different needs just like everybody else. Um, but I suppose the chromosome disorder leads to everything from a midline point of view. So, it is neurological and they have a physical and a sense or physical and an intellectual disability. All three are full-time wheelchair users. Um, they need 24-7 care and they would have no sense of safety. They have cardiac conditions and they have liver conditions, kidney conditions. Um, two of them are peg fed and then Shona eats but she's on, she has dysphagia so she's on a thickened and a mince mash diet. Um, so Lily is on a blended diet. Um, she also has a further complication of called CSID and lactose deficiency, which basically means she can't, her body doesn't break down sugars. So all of her food has to be under two grams of sugar per hundred grams of fruit and vegetables. So that's kind of a little challenge in its own. Um, and Tom is on a regular blended diet, so he's he's not that much trouble to do a blend for. Yeah. Um, and then Shona is just on a, a mince mash diet. Um, they all have orthopedic issues as well, so we've had a, a lot of orthopedic surgeries. I think we've shown has gone through 11 hip surgery and femur surgeries. Um, we've had a number of spiker casts in the past. Um, and that's, that's about it, I think. Whew. We have no idea what carers are going through. We we have no idea what people like you are going through, Rita. What, what's a day in your life like then, from when you wake up to when you go to sleep? Do you get any sleep? Um, not a whole lot. Um, so my day kind of starts about 5am in the morning, um, and that's every morning. There's no such thing as lying. Um, and then I usually kind of fall into bed, or if I sit down on the sofa about half nine, ten o'clock at night time, I usually just not off as you can anticipate yourself um yeah so that's literally it it's it's full on like i mean you know when they've lily is obviously 14 so she goes to saint patrick's school and um, then tom and shona are in day services as well even but it's reduced services because shona's not able for the full days and stuff like that so there's a lot of driving there's a lot of getting ready there's a lot of toing and froing um and then it's you, you have to mix physiotherapy into that um you've got to 
mix in the hurling and the football for my younger two as well and the training and you know they're obviously neurotypical so they need to have their life as well so it's not all about caring for um, Jonah, Tom and Lily you have to have the mix of you know a sense of community you have to have you know the hurling, the football, the training, the swimming, everything like that has to come in as well. So, um, and, and that that could be good therapy for you as well, Rita. About what you're going through, just a little bit of normality, wouldn't it? Being able to even go if you can go, can you can you go to some of these matches and trainings, or um, you just drop them off and head home? Yeah, it would literally be a quick drop. But I'm very dependent, like I mean, on um, family members and everything as well um, to help me be able to do that. Um, you right. know. You now have a family of eight because the stepson has recently moved in as well, is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's eight there. Um, uh, Talk to me a little bit about the Beast from the East and what happened, please. Yeah, so it was around the time from the Beast from the East. We were actually in rented accommodation at the time. Um, Thankfully, we were on the waiting list for social housing and thankfully we have that now and everything. Um, So, yeah, around that time, um, we were without power for 10 days. So, Shona, Tom and Lily are all on air mattresses. There's oxygen concentrators in the house. There's BiPAP machines in the house. So, as you can appreciate, these are all run by electricity. Um, so, that was kind of a hell time for us because we had to decide which child was going to have the oxygen concentrator, which child was going to have the BiPAP, which child was going to have a mattress to sleep on tonight. Um, because we, at the time, I only had a generator, an ordinary building site generator, which I had to fill every night for 10 nights, um, every hour and a half, I think the petrol lasted in it. Um, so there was zero sleep those nights. Um, but it, it was able to power the power supply, the bed and the oxygen concentrator for, for Lily, like I me. Mean, she was most in need at the time. Um, and then we had to get two regular mattresses for Shona and Tom during that time as well, because obviously if you, you don't have air being pumped into an air mattress, you're going to lie on metal bars. Of course. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, just with that, um, and then the clean Foundation, um, the Regional Nurse for Life Limiting Conditions actually put us in contact with the Cleanest Foundation. Mm-hmm. And they actually gave us funding. Um, so it, it wasn't for something in particular kind of thing. We didn't have, that's the joys of the Cleanest Foundation. It's not, it doesn't have to be for something specific. You don't need to have letters. You don't need to fill out these forms, you know, and get everything. It's it's helping. It's genuine help when you need it, um, and it's there. Yeah. So even just for, for day-to-day things, you know. So. It certainly helped you, didn't they, at a very... Absolutely. I mean, but once again, yeah. it brings in to question something that we've looked at very closely over the last number of weeks and months. I mean, a few weeks ago, we spoke with Jane Johnston about the increasing cost of living and how it's affecting her family. Can you tell us how the rising costs have affected you? Well, it's, it's really kind of huge. Like, I mean, you know, as I was saying the other day to somebody else, you know, my choice of car, you know, would be a little Fiat 500. Unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of doing that. I have to drive a minibus so it's able to clamp three wheelchairs. Um, so, and it, it's a diesel van. So I'm obviously being slapped on the hand with my carbon emissions and everything like that. But I can't help that. It's So that's one rising cost. Then you're up and down the road to Enniscorthy every day. You're in and out to Wexford every day. You've got hospital appointments. So you've got to get more diesel and everything in your car for number one. Then you have the the, the energy cost, the rise in energy costs and everything as well. 
So, you know, you can't you can't turn things off. You know, you can't turn the power supply off for the beds. You can't, you know, turn off the heating and stuff because everybody has respiratory conditions. So the house needs to be a certain temperature, you know, because everybody is doubly incontinent and everything as well. And they, they love chewing stuff. So, like, I have a minimum of about four loads of washing going on every day. And in the winter, that obviously has to be dried. And let's face it, we're living in Ireland and the winter is usually fairly drastic. So that means the dryer is going on as well. So it's, it's huge, like, I mean, and... Yeah. Then, you know, I suppose one forgotten cost, like, I mean, that everyone kind of overlooks is, you know, the refuse charges as well. Even though you can kind of, you get um, a subsidy kind of towards it, an allowance towards it, something on the lines of the ESB kind of thing, like, I mean, but it's pittance. You know, so instead of having one bin that you can do, like we compost, we recycle, we're very green and stuff like that. We try to do as much as we can. But, you know, when you've got three adults in nappies kind of thing, like, I mean, so it's it's three weekly bins instead of one weekly right. bin. Yeah. So even your waste charges, like, I mean, are approximately 1,000 to 1,200 euro a year, like, I mean, so, and that's with an allowance. So these are all costs that you just you just can't cut down. And then you have your food costs and everything. On top of that, obviously, you want your children to be well. And it's testimony to ourselves here. You know, the proper food does actually work because we've been through the chemical food diet, the blend and the... Yes. The, the lady was on a thing called a modular feed, which we had to make up because she was allergic to everything, basically. Mm. So we, you know, we have to go through, we try to use local sources, we try to use the organic stuff so there's no pesticides and herbicides and everything in the food going into her because she's so sensitive. So obviously that's going to all build up as well. Okay, Rita, I'm going to have to leave it for the moment, but of course uh, we're going to highlight the fact again that it's on Virgin Media 3 this evening at 9 o'clock is is the time you you tell me the programme is going out. 9pm tonight, yeah. Can I I just ask you, you don't have to answer it, how how do you stay sane? How how do you cope? Do you get any me time at all? Well, you always have to find five minutes in a day, yeah. Well, I hope you find the five minutes and a lot more of that. Look, thank you for sharing so honestly and openly. I'm, I'm just sitting here I'm absolutely shocked by what you're going through at the moment. And once again, um, it highlights the need to, to get the message out there. The carers need themselves to be cared for. Stay well, will you, Rita? Good luck with yep. the documentary tonight and do keep us up to date, will you please? Yep, sure, Well, Thank, Thank you. you very much.